Who has time to edit a video? Come on! <laughs> Welcome to episode 7 of the Anchor Me Farm podcast. This is Brian. And Kara. And today we're going to talk about water. Good stuff. If you're going to start a farm, you're either going to be watering your plants in a garden or you're going to be providing water for animals. And we're mostly going to talk about animals, but there will be garden stuff. And it hopefully won't get we won't get too technical because it's just water. But <laughs> when you get into winter, it can get technical. So let's talk about summer first because that's the easy one. You just lay hoses everywhere. You, you have, like a, let's say you have a spigot on the back of your house and the front of your house like we do. Um, you go get splitters from the hardware store, like a Y splitter or even one with like four different connections. And you hook hoses to wherever you got to go. Now, if you're fancy and you got a lot of money, you can dig trenches and put underground lines to some other place. But that gets kind of technical because you have to dig below the frost line. Because uh, we, we talked about this before with frost heating, I think, in the real estate episode. Yeah. Only if you're in the northern states, though. I mean, if you're in south. Basically in a milder climate. Yeah. It doesn't matter so much. So. But we're in Maine, so we have to worry about everything freezing in the winter. Around here, the frost line is four feet. But I was told by a landscaping guy, you can actually bury a water line two feet, but then you have to put insulation on top of it. So it gets like... It can be done, but what some farmers do is they use what's called a hydrant, which is actually a, a, a water hydrant at the end of an underground conduit. So that's for people that have some money to put into it. For us, we just laid garden hoses and splitters, and we got sprayers at the end, and we, we put them in strategic places, and we used them to fill up kiddie pools for the ducks and water bowls and clean things and do all the stuff that you got to do when you're taking care of animals because animals are messy and dirty. Especially ducks. Ducks are horribly dirty. You're, they <laughs> rinse their mouths out in the water so that the water just becomes so muddy. They'll yeah. go for worms and things in the ground and then just rinse their mouth out. So summer is, is, is pretty easy. The only time it gets annoying is when you have to mow grass somewhere where you've laid a garden hose and you have to manage like moving the garden hose back and forth. So if you can find a path for the garden hose that does not interfere with mowing, that's a good idea. Or if there's drought issues, like it's not a huge deal in Maine, but if you're on well water, it, it is concerning. So you got to not be too wasteful either. Right. Kara is the water police. I <laughs> We're only allowed to do one load of laundry per day because, well, mostly because of the septic, not really the well. But right. I've heard horror stories of running out of water, and I do not want to be in that situation. Those people have more animals than we do, and they need more do water than know? we do. Cause... Well, they don't have as many ducks. They're not filling all the pools, maybe. But they do have cows and things, so they're filling stock mm. tanks. And Well, we've heard different stories so it's and every farm is different every farm is different and so, it all depends where you are again but i mean maine doesn't get too droughty but there are there's a dry season there's a dry season 
which comes, which is kind of scary, especially for if you're doing vegetables, they have to be watered. I mean, the obviously the animals have to be watered as well, but you're, everything will die without water. So it's, it's concerning. What happens is people use crazy amounts of water and then they can reach the bottom of their well. So uh, if you it, have, it depends on like a dug well and a drilled well, right? So there's two different types. The drilled well goes down further and it's more, more than likely you will not run out because it'll keep, I don't know, I don't know how it exactly works. It's all. But a dug well is just isn't as deep. Yeah, it's not as deep and not as good as my research. So make sure you have a drilled well, not a dug well. Right. And if you're in the middle of a city, then it doesn't matter. You don't you care. Have, you have city water. It doesn't matter. Yeah. So although the city might have recommendations of how much water to use depending upon where you live. Yeah. If you're in like Arizona or <clears throat> California, you probably can't use as much water during certain times. So, but yeah. you probably wouldn't have that many ducks either. Yeah. In, know. in Maine, we have, there's like a lot of rain at times. And then there's, there's a wet season, like mud season. We've talked about that. Yeah, the, the fifth season, I mean. The snow is melting and the ground can only absorb so much of it at, at a time. So you have a lot of mud. That's a good time to use your well to fill up. Depending upon your property, I would like to get a 300-gallon or 500-gallon container and fill it up with, with water during mud season. Yeah. And then just leave it there. And because mud season is springtime, it's not going to freeze overnight. I, I'm, I'm going to have to empty that thing in the winter so that nothing freezes and breaks. But during mud season, I could fill it up and I wouldn't be worried about the aquifer at all. It's just a few hundred extra gallons, fine. And then when dry season comes, we can just use the water from that container yeah. and take the weight off of things. And I did make a rain barrel, but I only was able to do one and that was mostly for the garden but of course last year if you heard previously my garden was a no-go really so it didn't matter so it just kind of sat there and it kind of froze over winter because I forgot to dump it before it froze so hopefully we were, we were pretty busy there's a lot of crazy stuff <laughs> so hopefully it won't be cracked for this year and I will be able to use it it's just a garbage can with some screen on top Let's talk about that because you, you, if you want to conserve water, rain barrels are an obvious. They're expensive thing. though, right? If you buy the prefab rain barrels, yeah, they're, they're fancy and they got a spigot and whatnot. But some people like us can't really afford those. They're like hundred plus dollars, depending. For one, yeah, for one. <clears throat> so. I saw a video of someone putting screen. I think it was YouTube. Was it YouTube? Probably. Know. Probably. I mean, you can find some useful stuff there. You can find, look for a YouTube video <laughs> on building a rain barrel yourself and try to find one where somebody isn't using a bunch of like fancy stuff. Yeah. All it, I used was a very fine mesh screen, duct tape, and a garbage can. So, all in all, it probably costs under 30 bucks, and it's not pretty, so there's that. And I didn't put a spigot in it, so I have to put my little watering cans, dip it in there, so 
bugs yeah. do get in. I I won't lie. There are bugs in there. But you can make but, you can get a PVC spigot and a trip to the hardware store and a little ingenuity you can If you're, you know, handy. I wasn't yeah. at the time and didn't have time. But then you have to put it up on something so you can get the water out easily. Because the people will hook a little tube and a little uh, sprayer to the bottom of the bucket. So, but I, I kind of favor, like a lot of times you'll see people will set it next to the rain gutters so that the water just comes in. And they're, and they're not using this water to, to drink or anything. They're, they're using it for the garden. Yeah, that's all I used it for. I didn't use it for the animals. Cause... So if if you have a place where the rain gutter is dumping out water, you can use that to fill up a rain barrel. Unless you get like a filtration system, then you could use it for your own drinking water and animal drinking water. There yeah. are such a things because people with off-grid living do it. Yeah, that guy on TikTok, uh, Nate Petrovsky. Yeah. He has a rain collection system. Or you he's might in, know Minion. Yeah, you might know, you know Lord Minion. He's the dog. But he has a rain collection system. And because he lives at a, uh, further south than us, he lives in, I think, West Virginia? I don't remember. Some but, southern state. But it doesn't get that cold. And so the thermal mass of his giant water tank, it never freezes all the way through. And he doesn't have to worry about winter. It gets like a layer of ice around the outside of the container and it acts as kind of an insulator, actually. I wonder if you could actually put insulation around one of those things. Sure. That's a thought. Yeah, you can, <laughs> you can build, you can get fancy with the build. Uh, but you so, need time, so. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Is that's how many, a problem. <laughs> it's always a factor between time and money. Yeah, money is the biggest one, obviously. Right, if you but, have money, then there's no. But the thing is, people yeah. people don't always have both. They have one or the other. They have the we time. We have neither. Right. So. <laughs> a lot of people have neither. But but the thing is, you, you, you can very, very few people have time and money at the same time. <laughs> right? It's, it's usually, they're, if they're lucky, they have one or the other. And it, it's just, and for us, it's like we're, we're overwhelmed with work. and We're and, just scrambling to get anything done really but once we've got some things built and because we're building if you're yeah. starting a farm you're going to be building a lot of stuff for the very first time and people will say oh a farm is never finished you're always doing stuff and they'll play it off like it's all the same and no it's not all the same if you if you've been farming for 20 years and you've already built a bunch of stuff it is not the same as someone who bought a property that is not a farm yeah. and is beginning and they have to put fence up for the first time ever and they have to buildings for animals right or start a garden i mean you're always going to have projects yeah. on a farm but there's a certain there's a maintenance level that you can get to where and you can just listen to people talk where they they talk about different projects they would like to do to move the farm forward right and they want to pretend that that's the same but they're not doing the same thing as us because we're getting started right <laughs> that's a lot yeah, getting the plane off the ground is not the same as maintaining altitude. And while like we're doing all this, trying to start all of this, meanwhile we gotta make money, right? So the farm doesn't make money. So he's working a full time job during the week and then I'm doing the bakery, which 
It's a small business, which means it's a small business. Doesn't, massive labor doesn't make a lot of money. Massive labor and time, so it's like ah, what do you do? Yeah, so so <laughs> so so we're kind of doing the best we can. Yeah, but as, as far as water, summer is definitely the easiest for us. Yes. We just set up the hoses at strategic locations, and it in the back it doesn't interfere with any kind of mowing because. Uh, we have goats. Uh, in the front, it doesn't interfere with mowing much because we can just move the, the hose. Yeah, I move it. I just use a... An electric push mower. Ryobi push mower. Yeah, so. we love Ryobi stuff. Yeah. The, well, he does. <laughs> the area that we actually have to mow with the push mower is not that big. The larger areas that we have are in the back covered by the goats. And as far as, as, far as water up front, Kara needs a setup so that she can water plants and help with the ducks up there. Yeah, we have six ducks right now up there, our handicapped ducks. Or not, well, two of them aren't handicapped anymore, but. They're Pekins you know, who can't handle the terrain in the back. They have issues, and yeah. I worry they'll go back to their issues. But right now, they're all. They're mostly doing okay. They're doing okay. They're the, kind of like perusing. It's the most level part <laughs> of the property. It's basically yeah. the, the shelf that the house sits on, the, the front near the road. So they don't have to navigate rocks and crazy angles and stuff. So it's easier for them to... Because they're meat birds. They're pecans. They're too big for themselves. They and, grow super fast. And then sometimes their legs don't catch up with their weight. And it it's a problem. Yeah. And because really most... They're meat birds. So people you know, process them by now. Yeah. Uh, so pe when they were bred, nobody cared about them being too big for the legs. They can walk around fine in normal conditions, but on rough terrain, they're having a hard time. And it's also the dog yard, so... Yeah. There's that. And we're trying to teach the puppy not to chase the ducks, which has been fun. She doesn't attack them. She just thinks they're fun. Yeah, she's like... We're going to play a game of chase, so I'm going to chase you now. And the ducks are like, oh, my God, she's going to eat me. But she won't <laughs> they're bigger than her. I am now in the process of teaching her no, which I don't have time for. But you got to do when you get a puppy. So. <laughs> in the duck episode, we talked about having stock tanks and containers for the ducks to swim in and clean themselves off in. Like mainly the small kiddie pools, yeah. Some, something they can crawl into and out of, and you're going to be more aware of of how many gallons things contain when you start doing that, because when you have a, a gigantic pool, I dug out a side of a hill and put a 500 gallon pool back there, a big plastic pool, which yeah. now is down the hill and we don't know a purpose for it, but. It was great for a handful of ducks, but we had too many ducks. And it, it was wonderful when they would dive down and shoot across. It was cool, right? It was amazing to watch. It wasn't that we have too many ducks. The problem was it was too hard to clean. Well, that's what I mean. When you have too many ducks, it gets dirtier a lot faster. And if you have baby ducks, I had to rescue, 
a handful of them out of there, and I had to rescue a baby goat out of there. So I, that was the clincher. Once that happened, once Guinness fell in, I was like, "We're done. We're not doing this anymore." So the reason that that pool was a bad idea, when you've only got two or three ducks, you could have that pool for a long time and it would stay relatively clean. But when I had to clean it, I had to pump all the water out and, and scrub it down, and that's a lot. That's a lot of water. Where does it go? It goes in the yard, which well, floods the yard. Eventually goes in the groundwater, which is great. But yeah, it floods the it floods the yard. And then so, the ducks are playing with that water, so it makes potholes, so to speak. Oh, ducks will play in a puddle. Oh yeah, they love it. Because what happens is the the worms start going. Oh my God, we're drowning! And they come to the surface, and then the ducks get them. So. Yeah. That's part of that ecosystem. And they just love sticking their noses in it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but as they're swimming and splashing and, and just evaporation in the summer, the water line goes down and the ramp for those plastic pools is very slick. And we tried to put treads on it and stuff so the ducks could climb out and it just didn't work. The trouble is there's no good way for them to get out. It's difficult for them to get out. We even put totes in weighed down with rocks, right? Yeah, but that was after. That was yeah. after you had to rescue the ducks. Yeah. Because we had they some... They were baby ducks, so... Well, yeah, adolescent. Yeah. But they, they basically couldn't climb out. They and then they got uh, water drenched. Drenched? I forget the term, but where they couldn't dry off and they were all disoriented. It was scary. It, well, they, they got exhausted, too, because yeah, they, couldn't they couldn't get out. Uh, I don't think their feathers were... They they hadn't grown into a perfect barrier yet. They were too young, so they could yeah. they could get into the water, and as long as they can get out when they want to, everything's fine. But if they get stuck in the water and they cannot escape, then their feathers are not good enough yet, and they can get in trouble. So we thought they could get in and out and escape fine, but then we found the water level was too low. They just didn't know how to get out. So yeah, I got a big I took a big plastic tote that we had, drilled holes in it, put weights in it or rocks in it, and that provided a way for them to, it had a big red top, they could get on it and get out, uh, but then Guinness fell in, and how the hell is a goat supposed to figure out how to get out? Yeah. So, Except it was just a bad idea. Except for me going into after him, so, nope, we're not. And no, what no. if she hadn't seen him? So, <laughs> the the trouble is, if you, if you have a pond dug on your property, that's going to have a very slanted entrance that's really easy to walk through the, the, if a goat fell in they just walk right out yeah know? there's like a shallow end and a deep end right Cause, right so so don't get a 500 gallon, no, gallon pool don't. for your ducks even though just it looks don't. cool even yeah. though it looks really amazing and the ducks love it we'll sell you one though <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> if you want one we'll bring sell. your truck to great for little deal kids kids can deal with it we but. don't know what we're going to do with it but <laughs> It's also just a massive – I wound up with the number of ducks we had. I was having to clean it out once a week, which is 500 gallons a week. That's a lot of well water. It's insane. So we discovered we could get the ducks taken care of with the little kiddie pools, which are like, what, 50 gallons? I don't even know. The the larger kiddie pools, I think, are 100 gallons. Oh, she's going to look it up on I'm going to look it up. Don't worry. <laughs> but it's far less, and it does the job, and you can do like two or three kiddie pools. And be nowhere near the amount of stuff that we were doing. And the smaller kiddie pools are very easy for a duck to step in and step out of. So the whole summer, 
And every once in a while you go, and the, the smaller ones are also very easy to, to empty. The larger kiddie pools, you try to empty it, it's a bit of a fight. And you're lifting the edge and lifting the edge and rocking the water back and forth, and you're eventually going to fold the wrong thing, and it's going to end up with a hole in it. So we settled on the little kiddie pools. Yeah, they're easier because you got to clean them like every day or well, every You do other not have day. to clean them every day. Well... You have to empty them once in a while, and, and once in a while you have to scrub them down. Every other day. Sorry. My wife is OCD <laughs> about this. They're gross, though. The They're, ducks yeah. love fresh water. That's part of the problem, too. But they're the enemy of fresh water. They are. <laughs> They'll turn, every, turn everything into mud water immediately. So so this is the summer, right? And you're, you're going along... I think it's about 53 gallons. 53 gallons? Approximately. Okay. This is for some inflatable one, but... It's something like that. 59-inch pool, 53 gallons approximately. So we'll say 50 is good. This is Brian editing the podcast, and I looked this up. The wading pool that's 59 inches is the larger one, and... For some reason, it's against the law to just tell you how many gallons. People actually ask in the questions on the, the product page how many gallons, and Tractor Supply will say, contact the manufacturer. It's like, well, you, no, buddy. I'm just, you're trying to sell me this. Just, just tell me. Just tell me how many gallons. Why are you being like this? And then you, they also send you to do a bunch of algebra, which I have declined to do because I just don't want to. I did find specs on the smaller pools that we're talking about that turned out to be 45 inches and they're like seven inches deep maybe if that and those have about 25 gallons in them i think the larger kiddie pools have i've heard i've seen some places say that it's closer to 100 gallons in those but the larger 59 inch and, and think 60 inches is five feet so that's the large pool that's the one where you're going to lift it and crinkle it and it's going to wear out on you. You want the little ones, the little 45 inch ones. They're like four feet diameter. Those you can just kind of tip over and empty without damaging them and they're going to last you a lot longer and the ducks can easily step in and step out without you having to build any kind of a ramp. And it's easier on the water because 25 gallons is a lot better than 50 or 100. Good luck if you're trying to get exact gallon numbers from any product page. Very few of them will actually tell you so if you want to know for sure, get ready for some algebra. So now, back to the 25-gallon pool. It's 45 inches in diameter. And you'll find that the 50-gallon pool, you can actually lift and tip it. And it doesn't flood your entire property. And don't do it every single day. Uh, <laughs> but they're eventually going to turn it, turn it into chocolate milk. And, but you're not going to have as many ducks as us because no one in the world has as many ducks as us. Maybe a duck's sanctuary. <laughs> I love my duckies. They're so cute. So you're better served having several of those around <laughs> the property. And what I'll do is I'll, I'll, take, I'll pick a spot and I'll put uh, cinder blocks or retaining wall bricks from the, from the hardware store and kind of build a little retaining wall on the downhill side and then just fill gravel like just get quarter inch rocks and fill that up and create a level pad and just put the kiddie pool on that. And it, it should be small enough that you can do it by yourself, but order, order a truckload of rocks from somebody 
like a landscaper or something. Because if you buy the bags from like Home Depot, you're going to pay more in the long run. Those are only 50-pound bags. For the price of of a number – like for the price of a few 50-pound bags, you can get a truckload. Yeah. You know, 50-pound bags are what? Five, six bucks or something? Are they 50-pound bags? I don't think they're 50-pounds. I can lift them. I think they're like So they're less? The gist is (laughs) – all right, we didn't prepare for this because we don't have a lot of time. We just kind of sit down, decide the topic, and go. But you're 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 going to find that for the amount of rocks that you need, you're far better served with a truckload of rocks and a shovel. Just have them dump it somewhere where you can live with a pile of rocks being there, and then shovel it into a gorilla cart and drag it to wherever you need, unless you're like us and you finally have a tractor with a bucket and you can grab the rocks that way. She's looking up the price of the rocks. Well, well it's like $5, but I think it's only... It's only 25 pounds or something? I don't even say the pound. It's like two square feet Oh, I hate rocks. that. <laughs> I hate that. What the freak does that mean? Now you have to like know the secret language of the landscaping profession to know what, how many... Well, okay, square feet... That is a two-dimensional measurement. How deep is two square feet? Now I have to find the density of the oh, rock. And, the bag is 50 pounds. It is? But okay. That's not that big of a bag. And normally, I mean, I can't lift it completely, but I can drag it. So I didn't think it was 50 pounds. But I am used to 50-pound bags of flour. So Those that. are different because when you pick up a 50-pound bag of flour, it contours to your arm. Yeah, rocks not so much. So I yeah. just rip it open and throw some and call it a day. But. Yeah, rocks are very unforgiving. <laughs> so essentially, you're going to have to build water features on your property if you have waterfowl. You don't have to do this for chickens. No, chickens don't care. The dogs are restless, and the jingle jangle of Finney's collar is because it's almost is now audible. Yeah, sorry. We'll be done soon. I can take it off. There There we go. go. No more collar. No more jingle jangle. (laughs) Just some moans. (laughs) So we should get out of summer. When you get done with summer, you're going to enter this perilous time where you really, really don't want to stop using the hoses. Yeah. Because if you stop using the hoses, you now have to carry water in jugs. When you're getting to the point where it's below freezing every night, you have to go to your hoses and open them up. Like we have a Y intersection in the front and we have a a multi, like a a four-way splitter in the back. And basically I turn off the water and I open up a few of those connections so that the water inside that splitter drips out. And that prevents water from being inside the spigot where it can freeze and break your spigot. Yeah. So this happens a lot to people. They'll, they'll have the, the water freeze in the spigot and everything's fine through the winter. But the first time they turn that on... There's a little plastic part inside the spigot that's broken, and it just starts spewing water everywhere, and you have to turn the water off. And a plumber has to come by and replace that thing. So that's bad. And that's a common call that they get because you left the hose on below freezing. So it gets into a tricky game where every night you're making sure that you leave that open, and you let the water drain out. Like the hose is off, the water's off, 
And one of the connections that does not have a hose attached to it is open so that the water can drip out. And that kind of keeps you safe. But it's, what if you forget that night? You could damage your faucet, your spigot in the back. So it's, it's, it's ill-advised. You shouldn't do it. <laughs> as soon as you get to the point where it's, things are starting to freeze, you should shift to winter mode. Uh, but people fight that they don't want to do it because, because that's a lot of work winter sucks it sucks so bad we're just at the point where we put our hoses back up and we probably should have waited another week or two but we don't care and we're, we're checking <laughs> the connections every night i just finished hooking up the front so a note about hoses that you use if you use those standard green garden hoses we get the caddies from like home depot or something <laughs> where you have a hundred feet of hose wound up on a rolled up on a caddy and you can, I set that up next to the, the house because I don't want anything to yank on the actual spigot that's connected to the house. If there's any tension or anything yanks, I want it to yank on the caddy and I'll weigh the caddy down with rocks or something and tie it to a cinder block or whatever. I've gotten to the point, look up uh, zero G hoses. They're expensive you know, 50 feet of it is 50 bucks, but they're worth it because they're very durable and they don't kink up. That old green garden hose will kink up this, the moment you look at it funny and it's hard to make them last a long time, especially when you're going all over the place. I would suggest get flexible hoses, like fancier hoses, but you may have to start with the regular old green stuff because that's what you got the cash for. But then every once in a while, get a 50 foot length of fancy hose. I, I wouldn't get the hundred foot length because if something should happen to part of it, I wouldn't lose a hundred feet of hose. I'd lose 50 feet of hose. No, but basically there will come a time when you are done with summer, you're done with the hoses and it's time to go to winter and then winter happens and then you're carrying jugs of water. All right, so before we get into winter, I just want to say we, we are on the couch with all of our dogs. Because it's the only time I get to sit. My apologies. They are adorable. But we do not have a studio. We are not professionals. so. And we're getting close to their dinner time because we had a lot of work to do today. and We ran late. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get to record at the, the normal time. And all the dogs are being pains in the butt because... Mm -hmm. They want their food so 20 us. minutes early. Again, we're not, you know, professionals. We're not in a studio. That yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not in a studio. He thinks we should be professionals, but we're not. We're farmers. It we, is what it is. We should eventually set up a space well, in the house. We don't have room or time for that. So if it makes here you feel, it is. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'll, I've just found out a lot of those podcasts on TikTok mm. are fake. Well, of course they are. They just, they the podcast doesn't actually exist. It's just people set up a studio and record mm -hmm. videos for TikTok. If you listen, I mean, so speaking of TikTok farm videos, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love watching them, but who has time to edit a video? Come on, please. Okay. Anyway, so. No, really. <laughs> we're, we're like doing so much work and we're, we're desperately trying to like, I'll do a TikTok. Okay. I mean, um, you have to do social media to get noticed and relevant and to be on the radar, right? But it is, it's so hard to make time to even do that. And the bakery, I haven't done as much because I don't have time. 
but the animals, everyone loves animals, and I'm trying to do two separate businesses, and it's just, it's a lot, so... If you basically, if you have edit a video, people with help, yeah, they have family that you don't we see. We are hiring if anyone's interested. <laughs> I've been posting about it, no takers yet, but please, please send your resume to info at anchormefarm.com. Thank you. It's for farmhand stuff <laughs> and markets, and farmer markets. If you like people, customer service, it's the spot for you at the time of this recording. <laughs> <laughs> which is late March of 2023. <laughs> so if you're, if you're listening to this five years from now, it, uh, you're we, a bit late. We may still be trying to hire. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, a lot of those TikTok videos, they have all kinds of support structure that you just don't see in the videos. And it makes it look like that one person is farming by themselves and they're not. No. Anyway. Be prepared for every moment of your day to be occupied with something. It's crazy. It's just crazy. So winter water, that's why it's even harder because it's like he does the morning water. He's got to fill all these jugs, which means we don't have hot water for a good part of the morning. So forget about showering. Or shower before I do it. Yeah. Because we, we use hot water so it doesn't immediately freeze. Yeah. And it's also become a delicacy among the goats. And the goats love it. Yeah. And the ducks, really. Yeah, everybody loves it. The ducks get into the little... It's like a little spa. We have these little uh, three-gallon rubber tubs from Tractor Supply. and they the don't duck freeze. So. The, the ducks get into them like a hot tub. And, yeah. and when, they, when they do, when the water freezes, you just flip it over and kick it. And it and won't it, break like those plastic buckets. Right. It's rubber, so it won't break. You definitely want to get the heavy-duty rubber stuff from Tractor Supply. The, the yeah. water bowls, the... All the stuff, as much as you can, that's hard, that's rubber, uh, because for that reason, you can flip it over, kick it, and kick the ice out of it, and it won't, it, you can it won't keep break. it for years. Yeah. Highly so recommend. In the morning, I have to fill up like six, I think it's six five-gallon jugs. They're happy horse jugs. You can look them up on Chewy or Tractor Supply. They have a... We have no affiliates to these people. It's just where we shop. They should. I mean, yeah, we should have. We should get money for this. You should subscribe to our podcast (laughs) so we can get podcast famous. Promoting these people because these are the ones we can afford, right? I mean, we're average, below average, normal people. And Chewy is by far the best place ever. And Tractor Supply is there. We love... (laughs) No, I like Tractor Supply, don't get me wrong, but we like our our local farm store night, but they're never open when we are available, so Basically, it's they're, hard. Basically, they're not open on weekends, they're on Sundays. Or Sundays, which and, is the only day we have. <laughs> right, so that's the problem. Yeah. So, in any case, the, the, the Happy Horse 5-Gallon Jug has one big screw cap that you can open up and to pour the water out. It's got another little screw cap for venting air so it doesn't... Like, Make sure you vent the air or you'll hear whistling and you'll be like, oh, oh my God, what is that? <laughs> what she's talking about is after you pour the hot water out, <clears throat> after you pour the water out, if you tighten the cap too much, the water cools inside the jug and it creates a pressure imbalance. Air is forcing its way through the threads of the cap. 
and it makes this high-pitched noise, and you will think that something in your house is leaking or, or, or broken. broken or <laughs> something really wrong has happened. When you're a homeowner, you're like, oh, my God, oh, my God, what's the sound? What is the sound? How oh much is that going to cost? <laughs> so, and then you, when you realize what it is, you just unscrew the cap, and, and it goes, Psh, and it's like, done. Oh. So be aware of that. Took a week to find that one out. Yeah, because basically the sound only lasts until it equalizes the pressure. So you'll you'll go around looking through your house for the noise, and then it'll stop, and that's worse than death because now you have a mystery sound that went away, and what is what was that? What does it mean? And yeah. just being a homeowner is just—it's like one of those smoke detectors with the low battery that you can never find. Right, except it suddenly, for some reason, decides everything's okay. Just stops. Everything's okay now. Never mind. Yeah. Wait, that's no, that's not okay. When you're carrying these jugs around, uh, you'll need a gorilla cart to successfully carry them. Or, if it's snow on the ground, a sled, like a heavy-duty sled I actually got from Walmart. But that only holds like two or three of them. It does, but super useful. Extremely useful. You'll love the sled in the snow. Yes. But it's it doesn't carry. I would, I would actually shovel a place for the gorilla cart and drag the gorilla cart anyway. Except I couldn't handle the five-gallon bucket, so we also got 12 one-gallon buckets for me to handle. So I would fill about... Jugs. Jugs, whatever. Several of them and put Several, them on. Several, like eight to ten of them during midday is when I would do my, my route. It was midday. And put them in the sled. Put and in the sled. Good to go. The dogs are being oh my gosh, they're crazy. They're being terrorists right now. <laughs> when you're when you're taking the water out there, it, it's it's you're gonna take water, you're gonna take feed, everything's gonna be in the gorilla cart, everything's gonna be on the sled, whatever it is. It's gonna be a fight. <laughs> and you're gonna have to store hay somewhere. It's it's just gonna be a whole production in winter and it becomes normal. And well. you're gonna have to lift forty pounds of a five-gallon bucket is like 40 – or five-gallon jug is like 40 pounds. So I've gotten strong enough to where I can lift 40 pounds out of the farm sink with one arm. And you'll get that strong too. Everybody in Maine is stronger than they look because they're carrying all this stuff. Just And what was it? Holly at one of the farmer's markets said that – she said an old person told her that farming is just carrying things from one place to another millions of times. It's so true. You're just carrying stuff back and forth all the time. Yeah. So as you get to spring, you're going to start thinking about the spigot again and when can we hook the hoses up. And we're looking at the weather and we're treating it like some kind of crazy spring, spring festival where we can actually <laughs> hook the hoses up again. And basically you're, you're going to have to – you need to be careful with the timing because, again, if it gets – if it's still below freezing at night, you could damage the spigot on the back of your house. So it's definitely better not to roll dice on that and play games with that. So wait until it's above freezing every night consistently. And Even it's, if it's not, just get in the habit and turn everything off. It's just better to be safer than sorry. Yeah, it's always... Even yeah, in the summer when it's yeah. perfectly warm. Just get in the habit. Because what if accidentally you spring a leak somehow and then you have water running out all night and then That's you true. run out of water? There's 
no penalty for being safe ever. Yeah. The only thing is I just don't want to advise somebody to have those in the winter because that spring and fall time when you could damage the spigot at your house. But in, even in the summer, she's right. You, you could – if something leaks, you could have trouble that way. So always shut down your water at the end of the day. There are some farmers, though, that are like, oh, gung-ho, I'm going to use the hose no matter what and just bring in the hose, empty it out every single day. That's insane. It's just like, who has time for that? Yeah, they say that until they try to do it. And then what happens if you forget one night or what if it freezes during the day? Because we've had days that are below zero and wind chills like negative 40. There was like a weekend, but still, granted. I mean, yeah, no, why chance it? So we're, we're getting near the end here and the dogs are going nuts for their <laughs> dinner. So we're going to wrap up, but I do want to tell you about hydrants again. I want to detail that. A hydrant would be you dig a conduit from your house, wherever you're going to get the water from, from your water system, and you basically have a plumber um, just lay a conduit from where you start to where you finish. And the, the, the finish line is somewhere near your animals, some central location where you would want to have a, a essentially a water hydrant and these things are built for winter the conduit is underneath the frost line so it doesn't freeze in the winter it stays below the the place where the the water uh as the water expands it lifts the ground up and as the water you know contracts when it melts it lowers the ground so you want to be below all of that crazy stuff so that your water line doesn't get moved around and twisted so just below the frost line and it goes to wherever you're going. And the hydrant itself is amazing. You have a little pit that's dug out with rocks at the bottom. And when you turn the water pressure on, the water comes up through the hydrant and you use it just like you would use the spigot at the back of the house. And when you turn it off, the water drains out of the hydrant into the rocks below and the hydrant is now empty, and there's nothing inside the hydrant to freeze and break. And it just makes it, it becomes a water source wherever on your farm that you need it. Someday. But keep in mind that people tend to do this later after mm -hmm. they've had a farm for a while and they're more successful. I talked to a lady one time that finally got her farm dialed in exactly as she liked it, but she was already like, she was already 20 or 30 years into it. And she was winding down, not getting any new animals, and then she stopped farming. So yeah. she didn't get it dialed in until near the end. That's the sad part because we kind of started later in life. Yeah. So that's why I'm like pushing to get everything done now. Yeah, she does. <laughs> I just want to get, get everything rolling and have it established and then we can just kind of cruise the rest of the way because we are older we're no young chickens that's for sure so we're not going to dull everything in perfect we're just going to get a certain amount of operating capacity and that'll be it yeah but and whoever we leave the farm to hmm. we'll have to create a found family and adopt some well, young kids that are willing to do free labor if only but <laughs> We should exploit labor. Mm, not really. <laughs> no, seriously, we're 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 trying to hire a farmhand and and 
scrape up the cash to give a decent wage and yeah. and make sure everything's okay. But yeah, this it's, is it's hard to. Yeah, it's a it's a strong market for labor right now, which is excellent. But it also means it's kind of hard to find somebody. Yeah, we'll see what happens. So, till next time. I don't know what the next topic will be. We kind of play it by ear. So we'll we'll, we'll come up with it thirty <laughs> seconds before we start to record, That's like we did we today. Did today. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week. Have a good one.